0: Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are your hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. We're glad to be back with you. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> uh, we apologize. Uh, we had some sickness and some traveling, so we missed the last two weeks, and so we apologize for that. But we're back now, and we're excited to be back, and excited to be back with you for another new year. Um, there's an endless amount of topics to talk about when it comes to studying God's word. Yep. And so we're looking forward to having some good um, Bible studies with you this year, and um, and so I think what we're gonna do—we didn't even talk about this, Dave—but nope. we're gonna we're gonna jump in and and kind of basically give you a, a new year's perspective. That's right. And um of course, you know, uh, you know, I spent hours and hours and hours, you know, filling out my um New Year's resolution. I'm sure you did the same, Dave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've given up on it. <laughs> hey, you're you're done already. Yeah. You already broke broke it. <laughs>
0: uh but you know, that time of year, this that time of year, um we're all um, you know, kind of starting anew and and kind of uh it's kind of Tradition, you know, it's a new year, new, new everything, kind of new calendar, uh, new beginnings, maybe for everyone. Um, and so we're going to kind of talk about those things um, in our study today, and kind of, you know, maybe encourage and and um, and and have some good discussion about that because that's kind of what we're all thinking about. I seen a meme um, the other day. It said, um, "Today's too late to wish a happy new year." <laughs> it was like the second of, i was like oh boy you know but uh yeah we all go through those uh i was telling everyone on uh december 31st this is the last day of the year for me you know <laughs> <laughs> i i made sure and got all in on in all my dad jokes you know yeah so uh but anyways with that uh if you guys have any questions the email's in the link give us a share give us a like uh um, you can send us an email, uh, truthandagapelove at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. You can send us a message on Facebook. Um, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. If you have anything you'd like us to study on the podcast, shoot or us an email. If you just have any questions, you're welcome
1: to get with us. So, with that, we'll go ahead and get started, Dave. Alrighty. So, Chad, I know you're a lot like me, and I know most Americans are probably a lot like us, where We'll set a New Year's resolution. And let's say, for example, I, I want to start dropping a couple pounds. I want to start working on my finances. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So then, you know, first of the year, I buy like a Nordic track, a treadmill. and mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I don't have the cash. I be here Thursday. That's right. <laughs> and because I don't have the cash on hand, I put it on my credit card. Because, you know, sure. that's a responsible thing to do. Absolutely. And then so May rolls around and you realize... You haven't even put the Nordic track or the treadmill together yet. Still in the yet. box. In, Still the garage. in the box. <laughs> and then come June or July, you those uh, credit card bills come in the mail, and you're stressing out because you have no idea how you're going to pay these bills, right? Mm-hmm. So then August rolls around, you realize that you haven't you haven't done anything that you set out to do for the year. Mm-mm. And then come November. Well, it's too late to start now, so you might as well just wait till mm-hmm. next year to have a New Year's res- resolution, right? Sure. So instead of instead of going through that endless thing, because I know for me, by the end of the year, I, I never get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I'm not the only one out there that does that. You I'm know, not saying everyone does it, but I don't. I so, don't
0: know if this is confession hour or not, but <laughs> I've read Genesis a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so this year I'm starting with Matthew. I'm going to read the New Testament. Oh,
1: well, there you go. At least you got something new. You well, you got Genesis down now. <laughs> you know it's
0: sad, but it's true. It's it's it just it's really tough. I heard someone say, you know, don't make it a New Year's resolution. Just start in and make it a routine. No matter when it is, just make it a routine. That's right. Don't make a New Year's resolution because. And I think we're getting to this. You're getting to this, but that it's hard to keep them.
1: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with the New Year's resolution. No. There's nothing wrong with trying to change your life for the better. But instead of having that that endless resolution that never actually gets done, mm-hmm. have a New Year's perspective. Yeah, let's start the year with a New Year's perspective. Where let's start getting things in order and set achievable goals too. Like, don't don't uh, set
0: something that's that's difficult to to complete yeah you know set achievable goals like start small you know that's right start with something small don't you know if it's a weight loss thing don't say okay i'm gonna lose 120 pounds well that's not easy no. <laughs> okay you know let's <laughs> and to start, get that
1: done in a year buddy Woo. let's start
0: smaller you know what i mean so yeah and whether it's bible reading don't read 10 chapters a night you yeah know? set something that's achievable something that you can
1: Accomplished. Yeah. Start with five, ten minutes a night. Start with something small, and don't even, you know, um, don't even take it down to like chapters or books. Just sure. Read it like a book for f- for ten, fifteen minutes, and yeah. then if you catch yourself wanting to read more, read more. But I mean, just try to set something, you know, for something achievable. That's a that's a really good point to bring out, Chad. You
0: don't don't pick something that's really hard. Like okay. I'm going to have to read six chapters a night in order to make it. Yeah. Well, you start falling asleep in that third chapter, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so set something achievable. Start small, and then you can build up later, yeah. you know, as it gets easier, as it becomes more of a routine. That's right. I didn't come up with that. I read that from a friend of mine posted something, and <laughs> so I'm stealing it from him because it, it makes a lot of sense. Don't don't pick something that's hard to accomplish.
1: Yeah, that's right. But this year, have a have a New Year's perspective. Have a have an actual clear understanding of what we're blessed with. Uh, turn over with me to First Thessalonians five. We're going to read one through eleven. But here it's talking about the the end times. You know when when the Lord is coming back. <clears throat> Jed, you want to read
0: that? Yeah, sure. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11. says, But concerning the, the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For, your, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is so, comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You all, sons of light and sons of the day, we are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing.
1: Okay, so... Today we're going to be talking about this perspective, you know. We are not guaranteed another day. When the Lord comes, he's coming like a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. So be ready for that. Have Mm -hmm. the perspective of knowing that. Mm -hmm. Have that in mind always. So going into the new year, we should look into the new year with sobriety. Mm -hmm. You know, and and a big part of sobriety is just... um, well, as you just read in in verse eight of First Thessalonians five, he says, "Be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation." Mm-hmm. So we should be looking forward to the coming of the Lord. We should be ready, and and with a with a clear mind, you know. Well, and and I think too, isn't this isn't he
0: pointing out when he talks about you are of the day? That means you're not in the dark. You know what's right. Yeah. You know what's good and what's bad. The Lord has revealed this to you. So you're in the light. Yeah. What a blessing. That's We're in right. the light. Others are in the dark. And we don't like being in the dark. Yeah. So you are of the day, right? That's what he means. Yeah.
1: And and being being sober about it, like we should be waiting and hoping for that day. We yeah. should be ready. And, and really, it, it's being ready for that day mm-hmm. and always being ready. You know, Chad, you and I have heard this saying, I'm sure a lot, live every day like it's your last. Yeah. Right? Because you don't know if you're going to have another day. Mm-hmm. And that's living soberly. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take the day for granted.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, I like the story that you told about um, Bobby Holmes. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. That was funny. So Sorry, uh, I'll go I ahead brought and share it up. That. No, share that it yeah, now. I got to share it now. So Bobby Holmes was a, was a gospel preacher um, for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had him in town for a gospel meeting. And so we had him over for dinner right before the uh, the evening service. And he was over there. We enjoyed his company. We sat there and drilled him with questions and he just, you know, answered all of our questions. And, of course, Bobby Holmes is always a book, chapter, verse, you know, answer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of person he was. And so he uh, he was getting ready to leave, and he, he was reaching for the front door. And I was like, I was probably 13, 14 sure. at the time. And I said, all right, Bobby, well, we'll see you tonight. And he turned around and smiled and just said, not unless I get a better offer. Mm-hmm. And then walked out the door and shut the door, and I was sitting there. I remember sitting there, I was like, what does he mean a better offer? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> He's here to for the gospel meeting. What better offer is he going to get? But what he was saying was, not if the Lord takes me first. Mm-hmm. That's the better offer he was talking about. Sure. You know, that's the day that we are to long for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what, something that we should want.
0: Oh, absolutely. You and- know? And it's something we should talk about, too, I think, a little bit, you know, and understand that, hey, that comes first, you know.
1: That's right. And, of course, you had to skip ahead a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. (laughs) But this is exactly what Paul was talking about in Philippians 1, 21 through uh, 25. You know, Paul says here, starting in verse 21 of Philippians 1, he says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. So Paul was talking there. Clearly, he's saying to die and be with Christ is far better. Mm-hmm. That's the better offer. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when you are living in Christ and you are abiding in Christ, you have that awaiting you. And so, be mindful of that. Have that perspective in life. Mm-hmm. You know, go into this new year with that perspective and 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 striving to remain in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, strive to abide in Christ as. John 15 talks about, Um, turn over there with me, Christ here, in John 15, i got to get over there, Um, let's go 5 through 7, he says, and this is Christ speaking here, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now, this is a really, really beautiful and powerful concept. Abiding in him, and and without him, notice, without him, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. You are nothing without Christ. You know you have no hope, you have no you are dead in your sins and trespasses without Christ. But verse seven, um, I recently had a a study with a dear brother uh, just yesterday, and we talked about this verse, and it, it, wow, it's so powerful. Because not only is Christ talking about abiding in me and my words, have my words abide in you. Mm-hmm. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So in that, your desire is for the Lord's will to be done. Yeah. So if if you are so in line with Christ and his word abides in you, you want what the Lord wants. So clearly what you ask for, God is going to provide that. God is going to answer that. And and whatever your desire is, if your desire is built in the Word, your desire is going to be to the furtherance of the Word of God, or, d- yeah, for the furtherance of the Gospel, and it will be done for you. So you have that beautiful concept, yeah. it, and <clears throat> that's the kind of life that we live. And, and when you have that perspective— it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And abide is a I looked it up. It's a active,
0: it's a a verb. It's an action mm-hmm. word. Abiding in Christ is not a feeling or a belief but something we do.
1: It means to remain or stay. Stay, yeah, that's right. It means to to be planted in. Mm-hmm. You know, or or stay in. Now, in order to abide in his word, you have to live your life according to the word. So anything mm-hmm. it's an action. Yeah, anything in your life that is not in mm-hmm. accordance with the word of God, take it out. Mm-hmm. And and that's that is all a part of abiding in him. So, you know, in our Christian walk, the more we study Christ, the more we learn, of course, right? Yeah. Well, the more you learn, the more you realize how wrong you were before. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why Christ really illustrates in Revelation 3.16 that I wish you were hot or cold. I wish you were not lukewarm. Mm-hmm. But because you are lukewarm, I will speed you out of my mouth. You know, the, the lukewarm Christian is one that perhaps they're not doing anything wrong. You know, they're, they're not living a sinful life, but they're not trying to grow. Mm-hmm. They're just stagnant. God is going to spew you out of his mouth if you're like that. So if you're, that's where we get the concept, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah. If you're not growing, you're lukewarm and you're you're dying. Well, in life, you know, that's, you're not growing because we have these hidden sins, you know. Um, I see,
0: uh, you know, that's kind of how it is in business. You know. Yeah. Um, do you remember the uh, Kmart's? Kmart Special, Blue Light Special. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Um, what happened to Kmart? They refused to grow with the times. Yep. And guess what? Where are they now? There's no <laughs> Kmarts anymore. Yep. In fact, some of the younger generation be like, K-what? Didn't
1: they join up with Sears?
0: Mm, Sears ain't even hardly Sears around anymore an, yeah. either.
1: Yeah. I used to, a long, long <clears throat> ago, I used to work at Sears. Yeah. And yeah, they're no longer there.
0: No. And... <laughs> And so you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I mean, that's just a a, a uh, carnal example. Yeah, it's the same as Christians as us as Christians. If we're not growing, we're not learning, we're not getting better, we're not improving ourselves. That's right. As a Christian, then we're dying.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and that's that's a concept we see throughout Scripture. And then even when you look at Psalm 139, 23 and twenty four, you know, here he's he's. Calling out to God, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me into the way of everlasting. The only way that he will lead you into the way of everlasting is if you are reading his word. That's the only way that he's going to lead you. But notice in that in that in that concept, he's Search me, you know, search me and lead me in the way of everlasting, yeah. you know. that's That should be our attitude. And, and you know, so if there's hidden sins that we don't even realize we're committing, we want to find that out mm-hmm. so we're not offending God, Yeah, you know, because God is the one that determines what is right and wrong. God determines what is sin and what isn't, mm-hmm. you know. So just because we don't think it's wrong— doesn't mean it's not wrong. That just means we haven't come across where God says it's it's a sin or not. you know, but so when you when you diligently search it and and search with your whole heart, you you begin to grow in ways that is really beautiful in the Lord. you you blossom in the Lord. And then when you um, go back over to first Thessalonians, uh, twenty-two and twenty-three, but we're gonna read verse twenty-two
0: of of chapter five.
1: Yeah, First Thessalonians chapter five, twenty-two. <clears throat> so here it, it, it's a short verse. It says, "Abstain from every form of evil," and the uh, the King James version uses "every appearance of evil." Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a clear word, you know. It it's not even, not just evil, but I mean, even if it has an appearance of evil, yeah. abstain from it. Mm-hmm. Stay away from it. You know, we should we shouldn't want any part of it. And you know what's funny is uh, Sunday morning class we we're talking about the uh, the social drinker mm-hmm. and and the child of God. This verse plays a really kind of key part in that because how the world views alcohol. Yeah. You know, if you see somebody walking out of a bar, you don't just assume that they just had one beer. Mm-hmm. You assume they're drunk and they probably shouldn't drive home, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, you might be calling the cops if you see them get in the driver's seat and start driving away. You know, you're because you don't want them to hurt themselves or anyone else. But here, so even if it has a form of evil you should stay away from it. So the the social drinker saying it's okay to have a beer every now and again. Well, everyone will agree that drunkenness or yeah, drunkenness is condemned, right? Like God's clear on that. <clears throat> but then they try to say, well, drunkenness is is a sin, not just a beer every now and again. Well, but it buying the alcohol has the form of evil it's the appearance of evil so yeah. stay away from it you know you shouldn't but here's here's why verse 23 digs into to why you should want to abstain from even the appearance of evil or the form of evil so in verse 23 of 1 Thessalonians 5 he says now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit Soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, in this, we abstain from even the form of evil, so that God will present us blameless, and our whole spirit, soul, and body be found blameless. So there, you know that that gives also the impression that even no one can speak ill of you. You yeah. know, no one can say, "Oh, mm-hmm. he was doing evil things." You know, Chad. This is why I I would prefer not to even have a Bible study in a bar, right? Oh yeah. Because I walk out of there, it doesn't matter that I I was in there to do good work. The problem is, is it? Everyone's seen me walk out of there.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: knowing who I am, that mm-hmm. doesn't look right. Yeah. You know, and so perhaps we should stay away from that. Um, Well, and I think, too,
0: is another thing to bring up with that, too, is stay, you know, stay away from everything that's evil. Um, But if you see one of your brothers doing something that looks evil, go to them. Yeah. And rather than, like, spread it around.
1: Don't be the one assuming the worst in them, either. Exactly. Yeah. Because
0: you just don't know. And I know David brought this up um, in our discussion. You know, like in Alpine, one of the sometimes the only uh, restaurant open is a is a is a bar slash restaurant. You know. Yeah. And you could you possibly get the wrong take on that unless you're a local. You know, that's the only place to eat. Right. You know. <laughs> and yeah. so you just have to be careful and use your best judgment. You know.
1: And you know, it, it it's almost impossible to. Um live in a way where nobody could assume something bad in you. Yeah. And what I mean, I mean, that's a good point. Like, let's say, for example, like even like uh, Applebee's or... Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, because we have bar grills. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bar, grill.
1: One of our favorite places to eat is TGI Friday, mm-hmm. which isn't around here, by the way. No. Trust me. We've looked. No, they're not. <laughs> but They used to be, but they yeah, went out of business. But they have a bar there. But everyone there
0: mm-hmm.
1: knows that people go there to eat, not necessarily to drink. That's right. Now, if you're, if you're an alcoholic or you like to drink, well, the, there's an option where you can grab a beer as well. But, but people don't go there to drink. People go there to eat. Yeah. And the, the beer is the option. You know, just like you, you were talking about how, um, I think you guys went on a cruise or something like that. Oh, yeah. We went to a, a all-inclusive resort. Yeah. So everything was inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so essentially free alcohol. Yeah. You know. Anything and, uh, you wanted. But you don't drink. So Mm-mm. that part was kind of. Yeah, didn't I, matter I, for you. I paid too much
0: for the thing because I didn't utilize that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get your money's worth on that. No, but you know, so you you say that when everything's all inclusive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, somebody who doesn't know you, Chad, could oh, oh sure you know the all inclusive includes the alcohol. Yeah. so he he was a drunkard. No, that I mean mm-hmm. that's that's kind of getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I mean where. If somebody wants to assume evil in you,, mm-hmm. they can probably find something, sure, you know, even if you're not doing anything, but what you're trying to do is just if you know it could come across wrong, mm-hmm. stay away from it, yeah, you know like it it would come well, across wrong if I was <clears throat> walking in and out of a bar
0: well, it'd be like if uh if I seen you walking out of the liquor store here in town, right. And I'll be like, what are you doing, Dave? Oh, I'm just getting the penny candy. Yeah, Just buying the penny candy. <laughs> yeah. What? What? The candy? You know, that's not going to be what people are thinking. Right. That's probably... If you want penny candy, don't go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't a, know they had penny candy. I there. don't know if they do. Now or not. I want it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I don't even know what they sell in there besides alcohol. But, yeah. Um. The, the the point is, don't... Oh, I just don't buying... get
1: the don't get the newspaper. Yeah, I'm in there. just buying stamps or <laughs> yeah.
0: whatever. You know that that's not what people are going to think if they see you walking out of that building. Yeah.
1: So, well, we're, and, we're... yeah, and especially for me, like if you know, I'm a preacher, and around town people know I'm a preacher. So, if they see me walking out of a bar <clears> or well, walking out of a liquor store, and I got, what are you
0: going to assume? I got an example for you. Yeah. Uh, we went and visited um, Connie Adams in. In Kentucky, mm-hmm. in Lexican, Lexington, Kentucky. And um, it's been about 20 years now. Yeah, 20 years ago. Anyway, mm. so they took us around to see some of the sites. Well, one of them is the uh, Churchill Downs Kentucky Derby Raceway. Okay, mm. the, the racetrack. Yeah. And it's a, they got a gift shop. They got, you know, it's a touristy place to go. And, you know, we're horse people. So I don't get into racing, you know. But what's racing known for? Gambling. Gambling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially there. So we drove into the parking lot and parked and we were getting out. And Connie says, I can't, I can't be here. We got to go. And I was like, I was like, what? And he goes, we can't be here. I, I cannot be seen here. I, I don't want anyone to see the preacher at the racetrack. Right. You know, uh, to bet, you know, that everyone's going to think I'm here to, get, to to bet on a horse. That's right. You know, and he was so worried about it. And I thought it was so weird. I was like, what? Why does anyone think, you know, but the parents, he was, he, he, he you could tell he had considered it. To take us there and look around, but when he actually got there, and we got to get out, he didn't even get out of the car. We we kind of started to get out of the car, and then and we were like, "Oh, okay," and we were fine with it. We honored his wishes, and we left. Yeah, but he did not want to be at all associated with that racetrack.
1: Yeah, that's a very because good Because he didn't point.
0: want anyone to see him, the preacher. Yep, at the racetrack. Yeah. Because what are you doing there? Oh, he's betting on a horse. Because that's what everyone there does. would have been doing. That's right.
1: And that's and, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I thought it was a little weird at first. But then when I thought about it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a good place to be. You yeah. Know? And I don't even know if there was a race going on. It doesn't matter. He did not want to be associated with that place.
1: Yeah. and And, you know, there's... There's another verse that we, we should, of course, include in this, Philippians 2.12. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of Philippians 2.12, he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Connie was working out his salvation with fear and trembling there. Yeah. He's like, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and same thing, you know, if you go to the store to buy a six-pack, say mm-hmm. you're planning on cooking with that beer. And when you, if you know anything, if you cook the beer, it cooks out the alcohol. Yeah. so essentially you're just getting the flavor of it mm-hmm. so it's non-alcoholic at that point but buying that six-pack like for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna stay away from it yeah you know because i don't want well, everyone knowing that the the preacher is buying a six-pack at the at the store because that's the appearance and and everyone just is going to assume the worst in that scenario well and i have you had people say uh give you a hand on something and you're like hey how can i repay
0: you and they're like oh just buy me a six pack yeah are you gonna go do that (laughs) no yeah exactly yeah no 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 i'm not doing that. let me repay
1: you some other way yeah
0: exactly but yeah even something like that and and some people are inclined to do it i've seen people do that yeah and uh as a payback for something um but it's it's the appearance is not good
1: yeah well and I actually had a brother, he, uh, somebody got him some wine, and he refused to drink it. You know, good for him. But then he gave it to someone else. I'm like, yeah. dude, you should have thrown it away. <laughs> like, yeah. Or just not accept the gift to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know how the gift came. Like, I don't know if he got the gift and he didn't even open it until he got home. I don't know. But, you know, good on him that he didn't want to drink it. But to give it to someone else, I'm like, yeah, but now you're condoning it. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know? Now you're saying, "Hey, I'm just not going to drink this one." Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it's about trying to preserve yourself. Well, blameless. We can,
0: we can, um, we could go on and on about the appearance of evil. You yeah, know? Um, and and there's just tons of examples where we really have to be careful, and we have to um, be careful how we represent ourselves, and also, you know, too. If, if someone points something out to us, listen. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be offensive about it. Yeah. Because we do not want to have this perception about us. Be willing to, to take correction yeah. or constructive criticism as well.
1: And that's not always easy, but you're right. We,
0: but we need to. If someone brings something up, they just don't want you to have the wrong reputation. Yeah. Have, but, an, have an open heart to it. Yeah. They, they, they want you to uh, have that opportunity to to maybe think of that. Think yeah. of these things. Think of it this way. You know.
1: But adding. and and to include in that though, like say Chad, you're you're gonna come to me yeah. with something, you should come with the Bible in hand. Oh yeah. You know, don't don't tell me your think so mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. our think so's don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if someone comes to you with an open Bible in hand, mm-hmm. be willing yeah, to listen. Hear. Just I mean yeah. That that's a part of humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord. Yeah, you know, be willing to listen mm-hmm. to a to a brother who has an open Bible in hand. You know, and it it, it all stems from where we started in First Thessalonians five one through eleven. We do this because we don't know if we have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How many times do we take for granted life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and and so. Let's go into the new year without, you know, avoiding the tragedy of life of not considering the Lord in in your dealings. You know, that that is a true tragedy of life. Mm-hmm. Like, turn over with me to James 4, 13 through 17. It's illustrated here. And Chad, do you want to read that? Yeah. James
0: 4 what? 13 through 17. Okay. Says, come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know that that will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, keep going. Yeah. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, you shall live. And do this or that. But now you boast in in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin.
1: Okay. So there's actually a a couple different things to look at here. So a lot of times people grow up just almost making plans without, you know, Lord willing, we'll we'll do this. Mm -hmm. They just make it you know and and we can fall into that tragedy of life because through life how many times do we say hey next year let's let's have a plan to um i don't know go skiing or or go you know do something and not even consider the lord you know if the lord wills that we live that long let's do that you know but if not then guess what you know and so there there's this concept but notice in in verse uh, 16 he says but now you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil so that's considered boasting mm-hmm. in your arrogance because you think that you have control and you don't you know
0: yeah this is, this kind of goes along with what we were talking about about um, being prideful yeah. You know, boasting, prideful—that's right along with it. Um, and we we don't realize that the blessings that we're taking advantage of, even just that day, to get to the point we're at. Yeah. Instead of you know realizing that even these plans are going to be a blessing received. Yeah. If we're able to follow through with them.
1: That's right. You know, and you know, look at um, when Christ was speaking in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5:36 Now in this context Christ is talking about not swearing by anything let your yes be yes and your no be no as it says in verse 37 but in in Matthew 5:36 Christ says nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make one hair white or black you know and so in this in this context you know he is he is telling us If you're going to say yes, do it. If you're going to say no, don't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. your yes is yes and your no is no. Because how many times throughout life do you hear people, oh, I swear, and and I I swear in my mother's grave, or I, whatever, you know. You can't even make your own hair white or black. (laughs) Like, you have no control in your life. And that's what Christ is saying. You don't have control over your life. God does.
0: Well, and don't make an oath that you can't keep. And here we are talking about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, yeah right. You know, I mean—that's <laughs> a very good point. You know, I mean, don't don't overcommit yourself. Don't don't promise something that you know you can't
1: fulfill. That's right. You know, and my uh, my dear niece was a day away from her twentieth birthday, mm-hmm. and in in all aspects, she was she was a healthy child, right? Mm-hmm. Like. No more problems than any other child. Mm. She went to bed and never woke up. And that's because, you know, when when God calls for your soul, you yeah. don't have control over it. You know? And I guarantee you she had plans for something for her birthday, mm-hmm. you know. But the Lord didn't will it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the Lord's will to allow that to happen. <laughs> and so we don't have control over our life, and that's that's something that we need to recognize. And that's, that's why we need to go into the new year with that perspective. Let's consider the Lord in everything that we say and do, right? Were you going to say something, Jed? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> but the same kind of thing happened with Ananias and Sapphira. Oh, yeah. Now, if you don't know, in Acts 5, so Ananias and Sapphira sold a portion of their land and they, they kept back a portion of the proceeds and gave the rest to the apostles. Now, that would have been perfectly fine. Oh, but sure. But what they, what they said was, this is all of this the proceeds. This is
0: all that we got for it.
1: So they lied. And and what's funny is they, they thought they were lying to man. But Peter said, you're not lying to man, you're lying to God. And that was in, in verse 4 of Acts 5. And then in verse... 5 of Acts 5, it says, Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And then three hours later, apparently Sapphira, his wife, was not with him. Three hours later, she comes back in and continues this lie. Peter gave her another opportunity to tell the truth. She tells the same lie, and she says, and then in verse 10, It says, Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in, found her dead, and carried her out and buried her by her husband. So these these passages have always been very sobering for me. Because notice it was like, it's almost like a a light switch. Where we all have a light switch. And God, you know, life and non-life. And it was like God just turned their their light switch off and it was like non-life. They were breathing. Just fine. How many mm-hmm. of us take advantage of breathing?
0: Yeah.
1: Like when I exhale, I'm assuming I'm going to be able to inhale, right? <laughs> That's taking advantage of it. Yeah. Here, they breathed their last. They exhaled and they couldn't take any more in. God mm. did not allow them to bring any more lungs in, or any more air into their lungs. That is, that is very surreal for me. Every moment in this life is a gift from God. Today is a gift from God. Tomorrow, if Lord wills, is a gift from God. You know, too many times. And, you know, like how we, we were talking about at the beginning with the um, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. You know, a lot of times when we set these New Year's resolutions... We don't ever consider. We don't ever say, "Lord willing, I'm going to do this or that." Typically, when we set a New Year's resolution, it's like that's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. And again, not not um, putting down a, a New Year's resolution, but even at that, we we take for granted that we are going to have this next year. Mm-hmm. So let's have the perspective that while we have today, serve the Lord. While we have today, bless God, who gave you this life, mm-hmm. you know, that's the perspective that we need to have going into the new year. Every morning when you wake up, thank God for watching over you throughout the night. You know, that's, that's, um, that's the point that we're trying to make here. Well, and, and I think that's part of
0: trying not to be prideful you know like we talked um understanding how many things we should be thankful for you know i i mentioned before we got started in this podcast um um you know that it was a day you know it was a crazy day busy 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 there's so much work i'm gonna get it all done that's a blessing it is and we have to look at it that way some of the when we get stressed and we got all these things and we got kids to to tend to practices to try to whatever it is you know that's a blessing that you have kids to do that with yeah to do that for look at the blessings rather than the stresses of life yeah you know oh we, we got all these dishes dirty dishes you know to do and the, the the kitchen's a mess guess what that means people live here that you love and that's a blessing because you have a family yeah yeah you know, you know, and and you could not have that family, or the family could be taken away in a heartbeat, like that. Yeah, and, it, it's and the so, Lord
1: who blesses the womb to yeah.
0: have children. Yeah, and focus on all those blessings rather than the negative parts of it. Yeah, and I think that's something that we all, excuse me, I know myself. You know, we need to look at those because when we get stressed in life, and we get, uh, you know, in hard. Places we have deadlines, we have things that we have to do. We don't know how we're gonna get all this done. That's a blessing because we actually have stuff to do, yeah. We and we have uh, been given the capability of being able to provide, or well, we've been given these talents uh, to be able to, to to do a job, you know. Amen. Um, and and you know, so I, you know, that's just things that I've been thinking about because it's like, man, yeah. This is a blessing that we can do this. You know, this is I can't believe we we have these opportunities, you know, without going in detail in my own personal life. Just think of those opportunities you've been given and look at the positive side rather than always focusing on the negative.
1: Yeah. And for me, you know, <laughs> seems like more le- more recently stressing about the kids that that are driving you insane. Oh, sure. They're a blessing. At least you, know? you have kids to be. And, you know, go to somebody who's had miscarriages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would go. give anything for a child. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that the the child that is born to us is a blessing. Yeah. Is a blessing from God, you know. Even if it comes by really horrible circumstances, mm-hmm. that child is still the blessing. Yeah, From the is. whole
0: thing. Even though they might be a pain sometimes, which, we, you know, we've all... Which they all are at all, times. <laughs> we've all been a pain, okay? Myself included. That's right. Um, but still, just focus on that blessing. Now, that doesn't mean you spoil that kid or whatever. You still have to give discipline, but we give discipline with love, right? That's right. You know, we read that. That is part of, of love is, is guiding and directing. But at least you have that blessing to guide and direct, you know? Yeah. And and so in this new year, you know, like we've been talking, we need to focus on all those good things in our life that we need to be thankful for, and we need to thank God for it and yeah. not be so boastful and prideful, you know, because sometimes we think, well, I got this because it's mine, you know? I'm able to do this because of me, this This talent I have, or whatever, (laughs) you know, I'm thinking of athletes or whatever. That's the arrogance and pride. Well, sure. Yeah. But who gave it to you? That's right. How did you get there? How, what, what is the blessings that you received um, for you to be able to do that? That's right. And, And so we can always find positives in everything. I know it's hard sometimes for myself, especially, but there are those, those positives and blessings. That we can look at things maybe in a different light and and thank God for it.
1: Yeah, be be thankful that you you're around for it. <laughs> oh yeah, like, really? Yeah, and and like you said,
0: our life, you know, and like Ananias and Sapphira, this was not in their plans that day. No, I'm sure their plans were to to spend that money
1: that they kept back,
0: but also in their plans were to try to uh, receive. Um, Praise, from man. Yeah. Oh, they gave all. They gave it all. You know, that was what they were trying to do. They were trying to receive that praise, and it was premeditated, obviously. Yep. And
1: you know, and actually, in uh, chapter four, that's what they were doing. They were selling all their goods, and so I get the impression that they were really trying to. Hey, look at me! You know, oh, get sure. everyone to say, "Well, they're they're really
0: good people." And, and what does he say to Sapphire? He's like, "Really, you did conspire with your husband to yeah. to to stick with you're going to stick with him." Yep. You know, the feet that 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 took him out of here are at the door, ready to take you out of here.
1: Yeah, and you know, you you talked about children, and uh, you you said, "Don't spoil them," and in, in fact, in that's what I was kind of looking up. Proverbs 13, 24. Okay. He who spares his rod hates his son. Yeah. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Mm-hmm. So notice what, what God is saying there. And a lot of times people have actually misused this verse and said he, he who spares the rod spoils the child.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: here God is using the word hates. He who spares the rod hates the child. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason... Why he's saying that, because they are going to grow up Mm -hmm. lacking understanding of authority, lacking understanding of being a a good person, and Mm God-fearing. You know, when you don't think, when you don't realize that there's consequences to your actions, when it comes to serving God, you're going to almost get the persona that God is the same way your parents were. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to say something, but maybe it's an empty threat, you know, Mm -hmm. versus, no, this, God says what he means and he means what he says. Well, and that's why God says we
0: have to learn from our adversities. Yeah. You know, we learn some of the biggest lessons from things that happen that are bad. That's right. You know, and especially for children, they have to struggle at times in order to learn and, and, uh, you know, gain from that. Yeah. If you take a, I don't remember what it is. It might be like a, if you help a, yeah, if you help a chicken hatch out of its egg shell, that, that, that chick is liable to die because they didn't go through the struggle of chipping that shell away. That's right. And strengthening their muscles to get out of that egg shell. Same with
1: the butterfly coming out of the cocoon.
0: Yeah. If you try to help them, if you help them, it, They'll die.
1: Yeah. They, they haven't grown the strength to be able to flap the wing, and they'll die. Yeah, and, and
0: that's yeah. how children are a lot of the times. They have to make mistakes and struggle in order to get stronger. You can't that just is, give them everything.
1: Yeah, that is a very powerful point. Look at look at the... um, A lot of times you see children of celebrities mm-hmm. growing up and just being a menace to society. Yeah. Because they have no understanding of... What life takes, you know, it, it's the one that struggled through life yeah. is the one that that can help others, and and so we have to be thankful for bad days, don't we? That's right. <laughs> in in a sense, bad days, perhaps bad weeks, bad months, bad years. Sure, you know, um, because we have to see what we're going to learn
0: from those lessons. Yeah, because sometimes those trials,
1: sometimes through life, it just seems like you have bad years where. All this bad stuff happens, you know, or, or perhaps you're struggling and all this stuff. Well, you know, if you've never struggled financially or, say, you know, you get, um, I guess, a better approach to this. A lot of business owners got successful because of their failings. Sure. You know, they had um, a lot of bankruptcies. Mm -hmm. They had to learn through their mistakes. So if life is given to you on a golden platter, as people will say, you have no idea. Like, you you can't see the pitfalls because you've never been, you've never fallen to those pitfalls. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't know what it takes to be successful. You don't know what it it takes to be, you know, for this concept, you don't know what it takes to be a a good um, Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, through our through our trials and tribulations we learn obedience to the lord we yeah. learn faith you know where th- through my struggles that's when i have cried to god and he delivered me mm-hmm. and through that i'm like yeah he is in my life he is there helping me you know where if i if i didn't go through those those struggles Perhaps I would have never recognized, you know. Maybe my faith wouldn't have been where it needs to be, and I think that's why Chad, I, I never got my Lamborghini I wanted. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
0: it may not look like how we planned it, but yeah, it's it's true. And you know, I think it's just a great example because, um, and I can't think of the verse where he says it, but um, cherish our adversities. You know, mm-hmm. that we need to we we need to be thankful for those that's right and um and and learn from them
1: yeah and um but but let's have the new year's perspective of having the priority of life mm-hmm. you know and and the priority of life is recognizing our place before god you know uh romans 12 1 and 2 he says i beseech you therefore brethren By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, we are expected to be a living sacrifice. Christ sacrificed his life for us, so we sacrifice our lives and live our bodies are a living sacrifice our job is to bring souls to christ mm-hmm. you know bring others to god and and live holy which is acceptable to god you know um first peter 1 be holy for i am holy you know that is our reasonable service and and i i really appreciate how he says reasonable service God is not asking too much of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not asking something that we can't deliver on. Mm-hmm. He deserves so much more than us sacrificing our life for him. Mm-hmm. He deserves more. But yet, this is what he'll accept. This is our reasonable service. Because this is something that we can deliver on. You know, and and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, this part really hits home to the st- this study this night is transform your life and and understand the um, the New Year's perspective mm-hmm. you know let's go into the new year recognizing who we are before God and the the blessing we have because of God and
0: we're in the light we're in the daylight that's right if we're obedient to him and we're
1: we're knowing of how we ought to live our lives yep and because God gave His best to us, we need to give our best to him. Mm-hmm. And turn over with me to Matthew 10 thirty four through thirty nine I think we're probably got like seven minutes, five minutes. I knew we were getting close. Okay, so let's read this let's Matthew 10. yeah the the what we're going to answer is what comes first in our life? And so here, starting in verse 34 of Matthew 10, he says, Do not think, keeping in mind this is Christ speaking here, he says, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be of those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me then he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. So here God is saying, He comes first. You know, if you, you know, don't put anyone before him. And this is a a pitfall for a lot of people. How many times I've heard somebody say that they believe one way and then when their kids violate it,
0: then oh, they have to go yeah. back
1: and restudy it, and now all of a sudden their kids are fine. It's like you have just sold the truth for your kids. Yeah, You have put your kids before God. Mm-hmm. So God comes first, even before family. God has the first mortgage in our life. Mm-hmm. And then... um but notice why you know. As we talked about, God has given us all Psalm one hundred two through five. And what's funny is um, the night Saturday night, I was reading to my kids, and this is a verse that I read. And I was like, "Oh, I got to put this in my lesson." So yeah. it, it's not even in in the uh, in the PowerPoint or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, everything though. was done by then, yeah. He says uh, in Psalm 100, verse 2, he says, "...serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pastures. Enter into His gate with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise." be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations so here we are his people mm-hmm. because he created us you know we are the sheep of his pasture let's let's have that perspective going into this new year where we are his people we are we were bought at a price. You know, Christ came and shed His blood, and through the shedding of His blood, He purchased us. We were bought at a price, and a very high price at that. He purchased us, and we are His people. We are the sheep of His pasture. Yeah. But because of who God is he, is, he is a great God, and He is a merciful God. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth is endures to all generation. So we have, there is no better master than God. You know, he is, he is a loving and merciful God. Mm-hmm. We should be more than willing to sacrifice our lives and be a living sacrifice for him because of what he has done for us, because we are his people. We were bought at a price. Um. you have anything at that? Well, I mean... You could look at um
0: like Galatians six ten. Yeah. Because you know, part of being that person is well let's just read it.
1: Yeah. Um Go
0: ahead. Uh let's see. Um I gotta get there. <laughs> Bring up a verse and not be ready. <laughs> we got a couple of min we got a couple just a few minutes here. But um Galatians 6:10 says um therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith. Yeah. You know and I think that should be part of our goals to try to um do good for you know humanity. Yeah. Um one of the greatest joys you can receive is by helping someone. You know and that's, uh, right. that's a blessing to we all know it's better to give than receive, right? Yeah. And, of course, it's great to receive, too, but but just find those ways and don't expect anything back, you know? Yeah. Just try to help people. Just be a good person. Yeah. Um, do good to all, especially those of household of faith.
1: Yeah. And then um, 1 Timothy five eight also. Yeah. He says, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his, his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So, here we have the priority of life. God is first. Like, um, God has the first mortgage in our life. Family has the second mortgage in our life. And then we have the brethren and then others. And then whatever is left, we have for self. Yeah. Right? Right? And, and so that's the priority of life. Let's put God first, family second, brethren, others and then self. Yeah. And and that's that's what it's for. And and we do need to take time for ourselves. Um and
0: and it's a blessing to have someone to be able to do something for, you know? That's right. And and, I, and that's what I was just talking about rather than oh, I got to help so and so and I got to help so and so and I got to help so and so. Guess what? It's a blessing to have what if you didn't have anyone to help? Yeah. What if those people weren't there? Yeah, it's a blessing to have those people to be able to help. You know, that's, that's right. the blessing part of it. Look at the positive side. It could be worse. You could not have anyone. Yeah. That that's bugging you or whatever you might be complaining about. Um at least there's someone to help. Yeah. You know, and so you know, that's just a, maybe a way that we can kind of change our perspective on things. Um, in this new year. That's right. Looking at the positive side of things and the blessings of whatever situation we're in.
1: And and putting putting God in priority of your life.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, let, yeah, that's let the God main have thing.
1: The, let God have the priority. Let God be first. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, everything falls into place.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I okay. think that's
0: a great place to stop. Yeah, that's a good place to stop. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, we'll be here next week. Uh, with Lord a, willing. Yeah, Lord willing <laughs> with another study. And uh, so we'll be looking forward to that. But uh, appreciate you all. And um, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone.